0: Big It's the Big Show, and of course, you know, on Tuesdays, we'll be sitting down with the Roster Watch guys, talking a lot of pro football, Mel Kuyper from ESPN, Uh, we're going back to the Bob Steak and Chop House line, kind enough to stay with us on the line, Mel, um, I keep looking at these quarterbacks from last year, and we know what the top end guys did, but think about the Russell Wilsons and the Kirk Cousins, compare them to this year's draft class, and where would they fit with uh, the quarterbacks that are coming out in 2013?
1: Well, I think, you know, it's hindsight now with Russell Wilson. He was 5'10 and a half, and that's not changing. And, uh, you know, like you say, that's what pushed him into the third round. So uh, now, obviously, he would be up there at the top. But we said all along, if he were 6'2 last year, he would have been the second or third or fourth pick in the draft. So uh, he went in the third round for one reason and one reason only. He was 5'10 and a half. Now he overcame that, had a great rookie year. Uh, so I think right now, you could put him in here, he'd be number one, but you can't do that. But certainly, uh, Matt Barkley was number one when the season began. Uh, obviously, his stock dropped when he had, obviously, issues with a new left tackle. Uh, obviously, you think about the shoulder injury late. Uh, so, Matt Barkley still has kind of come full circle. I think he's the number one quarterback for, in this draft in terms of uh, being the top guy. Geno Smith, had he had a strong second half, certainly would have been. I'd put him, too. Mike Glennon from NC State, he could have been number one had he played better against Vanderbilt in their bowl game and a little bit better uh, during the week down in Mobile at the senior bowl practices. Ryan Nassib from Syracuse. Doug Marone's the Buffalo Bills head coach. They need a quarterback. Will they think about him late first by trading back into the late first round? or take him early second then Tyler Wilson from Arkansas he had the injury early on lost his three receivers had a different head coach Bobby Petrino gone so that affected Tyler Wilson and of course Tyler Bray coming out of Tennessee now, I kinda of wonder why I mean you go back to Tennessee you would figure but hey Justin Hunter moved on Patterson moved on Rodgers had a leave to go to Tennessee Tech so I guess he figured hey I don't have the two receivers I had this year I'll come out we'll see how high he goes maybe second round something fourth round so a lot of mixed opinion on the quarterbacks but certainly Nowhere near, not even worth talking about and discussing you know, how this compares to last year. It's like night and day. Yeah. And one, last year, one of the historically great classes, maybe the best ever uh, when it's all said and done. Mel Kuyper with us. Let me ask you about, the. the, the you mentioned Doug Marone with the Bills. Uh, Chip Kelly to Philadelphia, they'll play a role in this draft. We've seen the success of Jim Harbaugh, you know, knowing these college players and having a beat on Colin Kaepernick a little bit. Uh, give me your thought on Chip Kelly in the NFL, Doug Marone, and how they'll do and how they'll handle their first draft. They'll do well if they get a quarterback, and that's the bottom line. I think for Buffalo, you think about Ryan Fitzpatrick in a division with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, They had opportunities. They couldn't finish a few games early on, or the record would have been a lot different. Uh, You think about Philadelphia, trying to figure out that whole quarterback scenario with Chip Kelly coming in, brings Dennis Dixon, who played for him at Oregon. You think about what they had with Nick Foles. It's just finding the right quarterback. That's why you say if you can ever land and and be fortunate enough to get that quarterback, and a lot of teams did this past year – you're set. You know for a long time the Ravens with Joe Flacco. They know how set they are. He should have been in the Super Bowl two years ago, got to the Super Bowl and won it this year. Uh, He's got an incredible record, Flacco does, in the playoffs and on the road. So uh, When you get that kind of guy, whether you're the Ravens with Flacco or all these teams with these great young quarterbacks, you're set. That's why Kansas City, Jacksonville still trying to figure out whether they have the right quarterback. Oakland, they don't know moving forward after Carson Palmer what they have with Terrell Pryor. Uh, Certainly, you think about the Eagles fluid. uh, Cleveland they don't know what they have. The right guy in Brandon Whedon, Buffalo, obviously Arizona. Uh, those are the teams. The Jets right now are still wondering. Tennessee is wondering if Jake Locker is the guy. Uh, you know Minnesota if they have to hope they have to hope that Christian Ponder is the right man for the job. So all the quarterbacks that have the guy in place are way ahead of everybody else.
0: Well, Mel, that's actually in the the quarter the quarterbacks in this draft. I think it's actually an interesting topic because. I believe they act. While it's not top heavy, there are they all have some very interesting traits and qualities that make them potential really nice middle round values in in this draft to teams that uh, are looking to at least build some depth at the quarterback position. Um, You know, and I've I've studied these guys closely, and the one common flaw I'm seeing universally amongst the group, and I'm curious if you've seen this too. Mm is they all have issues with accuracy down the field. It seems like it's a group, generally speaking. I know Glennon has a pretty big arm down the field, but generally speaking, uh, they're a lot, lot more accurate underneath and really struggle uh, with the deep ball.
1: Well, I think some of that has to do with obviously Glennon had more drops against him than any quarterback in college football. Nassib would probably be second in that area with a lot of drops uh, by his receivers at Syracuse. So, not getting a lot of help. Offensive line breakdowns impact that, getting pressure. Obviously, when there's somebody in your face, your accuracy, whether it's intermediate or deep, you know, wanes, you know, certainly. And you saw that with a lot of these quarterbacks this year. Look at Landry Jones. A couple years ago, Landry Jones at Oklahoma, people said, was the next Sam Bradford. Uh, now he's lucky. He's going to be fortunate to be a third or fourth-round pick. Uh, you think about other quarterbacks out there that we've discussed already. The guy I think it's lost in the shuffle here that we haven't even discussed yet is Sean Renfrey, a kid out of Duke who had five years with David Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe had coached Peyton and Eli, uh, certainly a great quarterback maker uh, and a mentor of the quarterbacks. And certainly at Duke, for the take them to a first their first bowl game since 1994, Renfrey has the size, he has the arm, he has the, the smarts. Uh, to be a guy that goes maybe fourth, fifth round, it can maybe get the job done like a Matt Hasselbeck did and Matt Schaub did, who were overlooked when they came out in the draft. So uh, I look at a guy like Renfrey and say, hey, uh, don't sleep on him. I mean, if somebody takes him in the fourth or fifth round, they may have a guy at the quarterback position who can outdo uh, some of these other quarterbacks that go in the first and second round.
0: Well, let me me ask you on your way out, uh, I know just a few seconds, do you – there's always been a label attached in in some cases – With this Texas uh, Longhorn team, uh, people want to bring up the word soft. People want to bring up the term uh, that the guys are are not strong of strong of will. Uh, Have you seen any of that? Is that a myopic view from inside of Austin or is that a trait that you might be able to see in the general manager war rooms around the NFL?
1: Well, when you talk to teams, there were some teams that had brought up the fact that there's been a lot of disappointing prospects that have come out of there over the years. And Now, there have been some that have been outstanding, but some that have, have, have certainly been big disappointments and letdowns to the teams that, that brought them in early. So I think it's something where if you look at the numbers right now, they're not what they once were. You're talking about Kenny Vaccaro in the first, Okafor maybe in the first, but probably early second, and then that's it right now. The early round is good when maybe a third or fourth rounder. so. Uh, it's not the numbers you once had in terms of the evaluation, so people aren't Going to scrutinize it that much. Vaccaro's a safety; he's not a lineman. So I think that that's where you look at the lineman in general. The offensive linemen have had some issues, but uh, I don't think it'll, it won't impact Kenny Vaccaro because he can run, he can cover, and he'll hit you. So as a safety who is multi-dimensional, uh, yeah, he's going to go somewhere in the middle of the first. You know, and a guy like Okafor can play the run gives you some pass rush. I thought had a pretty nice week down in Mobile. I think late first, early second round for him. So I don't know if it's I don't think it's applicable to these kids, uh, but certainly that thought process has been out there uh, over the the last, say, five to seven years. No question about that. Mel Kuyper, we appreciate two segments. We, we are draft nicks like you, and we appreciate all your coverage, as, uh, as, as Alex has said, and, and uh, Byron has said, Sean, as well. We appreciate it, Mel. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, guys. And I say to everybody, go to playthedraft.com and have a lot of fun. Playthedraft.com, okay. and you can prove that you're the real GM out there. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, bud. Take care. All right. Mel